This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast, in which Corey and Ryan embrace the great commission given to us in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. We aim to strengthen the walk of fellow Christians, and we hope to reach the lost. Although we're not qualified, we have been equipped to share God's love. Thank you for joining us on the show. Hello, everyone. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. I want to first of all say I am sorry. Okay. He's not sorry. Um, we are everywhere with our recording si- um, situation, our schedule. We've been trying to do it weekly, but this the past month or so, we've been we've been slacking a little bit. So slacking as in Corey got the pneumonia. Still yeah. Kind of suffering from that. So um, it's like 150 degrees in the studio right now. Uh, so much so that the candle has melted in the center yes, of our table. Yes, so, the candle has melted. So It wasn't lit. It's just, it's just heat. <laughs> so we are going to make you a new promise. Bi-weekly. At, well, I'm just going to say I am going to try my humanly best to get you consistent content. Yeah. We may fail. We are humans, and we have a very busy schedule. We both start college this we, week. Uh, started today. Yeah, so. I start thursday he started today so please pray for us and yeah. please just bear with us we are sorry that it's it's sporadic when we record but whenever we can get us free time we we spend it doing it this so we also have an event coming up and at belmont cc shook park um we have three booths at the car show uh come by and see us we'll be selling um drinks and we'll have arts and crafts for the kids and we'll hand out free bibles and pamphlets and stuff like that so if you know somebody who needs a Bible, please send them our way. Yeah. We do have Bibles in English and Bibles in Spanish. Yes. So whatever reader's choice, we don't want a impedance or an obstacle to come in their way of understanding the Word of God. And we accept donations to go towards this if you'd like to help out. Yes. and uh, cost us quite a bit of money, but the uh, youth at the church, the youth fund has partnered with us, and they're going to have the cost with us. So, but... We are very thankful for that. Yeah, but, that's helped out a lot. Uh, like Ryan said, this is this is a very big financial partaking, but we think it's very important that everyone who needs a Bible gets a Bible. Yeah, so. definitely. But uh, this week, um, Ryan has shot me some few messages about topics, and we have settled on one. So why don't you tell us what that this topic is? How to share your faith. How to share the faith. Yeah. I have so much stories, and if you were in Sunday school on Sunday— you heard this story, how I shared my faith. But before we get a word, uh, before we get, can you get us a little word of prayer, please? Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for letting us do this show, Father. And I pray that you speak to the people, Father, and just open their hearts. Jesus, now I pray. Amen. Amen. So, how do I share my faith? How do you share your faith? It's easy, because I got friends like Jordan Rupel, who you heard, y'all's heard y'all's testimony, that man don't care. Okay, that man don't care who's judging him. He don't care what you're doing. He's we, a big inspiration, actually. He is a huge inspiration. But we'll be driving down the road, and we are busy, and we are in a hurry. And like he's like, stop right here. Stop right now. We got to pray for somebody. I'm like, Jordan, we got places. He's like, stop right here. Stop right now. We got to pray for people. right? And, I, and on Sunday, I touched on this, but I said, you know, I am actually very thankful that Jordan makes us stop. I'm very thankful that he doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care what your time looks like. When God gives him the voice to pray for somebody, he prays for somebody. He's obedient. Yeah. So 
because of the people I've chose to hang out with, I find myself <laughs> sharing my faith more than I usually would believe yeah. I would do so. But that it's for when you do it, when you continuously do it and you practice and you practice and you practice and you hang out with good company, it becomes second nature. You just begin teaching the word wherever you get it in there. All right, let's say you're in Walmart and God lays it on your heart to share your faith with this one specific person. What do you say? What do you go up to him and say? Well, I think um, it's important to not shove it down their throat, but to be honest, right? So I think it's important to be like, first of all, um, just be honest and say, hey, Lord, the Lord laid on my heart to ask you if you're okay. Can I pray for you? Right. Yeah. And they don't even have to like believe in God. They don't have to. A lot of people will just say yes because they're in a place of struggle. So mm -hmm. they'll accept the prayer work, you know, even if they're not like huge Christians or huge, you know. Um, but that's just an icebreaker to saying, hey, can I pray for you? You don't have to partake in it, but can I pray for you? And nine times out of ten, they say yes. I've actually had one person say, no, we were handing out Bibles at Fulton Walmart. It was our Bible study group. And I can't remember why. I don't know what they said, but we went to try to hand them a Bible and they said no. They didn't do it in a mean way. They just said no thank you, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. But another story is um I think it was me, Nick, and Isaiah and maybe Samuel, Derek. These are some of my friends. And we were on our way back from a men's encounter or this is a trip after the men's encounter. I can't remember anyways. We went to Walmart somewhere. I think it was in Tupelo or Fulton. I think it was Tupelo Walmart. We walked in there, and we made it our goal to at least go pray for one person apiece, like one person per one of us, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was walking around, you know, praying, asking God who to pray for, and just looking around. I saw this woman. I didn't think anything of her. I just kept going and going. And we were, we got in the line to check out. I still hadn't prayed for anybody. I saw that woman again. I was like, Isaiah, come on, let's go. You're coming with me. Let's go pray for this woman. She was an older lady. And we walked over there and asked if we can pray for her and whatnot. And um, afterwards... She said her husband died like three weeks or three months before, but she was still being affected by it, you know, mentally and emotionally, and that really helped her a lot. Well, you know, um, this is funny because Nick, um, Ryan, and I, we we go out to eat, and it's funny because Nick likes to eat first. <laughs> so, and what is my rule? What is my rule? You, you, uh, whoever eats first prays. prays yeah, right. and, and Nick. Yeah. <laughs> he, constantly, he constantly has to pray. But we, uh, <laughs> even in public, when we're out, we joke about that, but we make sure we pray before our meal. And yeah. when people see that, they can see, you know, they can see God through you, right? Yeah. So they, they you don't even have to speak to some people sometimes. No, it's your actions. It's, you're just literally leading a life, a life of light. And lead by example. Just by... Yeah doing it you know so but i we do like to pick fun at nick because nick prays all the time because that's that's the rule at the table whoever touches their food first they they gotta pray so it was uh, that seafood restaurant wasn't it yeah, we, yeah. yeah he started praying. eating i was like nick <laughs> time to pray time to pray and he had to pray in front of this uh it was a beautiful waitress I, i'll give him that but he had to he kind of had to embarrass himself a little bit all right this story is off topic a little bit but it's i feel like i need to touch on it because it's making fun of nick not making fun. We're poking fun at Nick. We love Nick. But it was me, Grant, and Sarah, and a few other people that were part of the youth class, and Nick was there. And we were eating at some restaurant. We were sitting at a corner booth, and this waiter, he, he came up, and 
he had long hair, you know. I, I can't remember if it was locks or what, but he had long hair. And Nick was Nick said something about his hair, and he basically hit on the dude for his hair. And me and Grant and Sarah gave him gave him a hard time because he was hitting on a, a waiter, you know. I can't remember exactly what we said, but it was hilarious. Well, I was gonna say, um, a lot of times. I feel like, especially here in the South, you know, we get called the Bible Belt. Right? Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of people feel like I don't really have to minister to people. Everybody, there's a church on every corner, right? And that, I, that doesn't mean the church is thriving, though. It could have hurt hurt people in it, you know, know what I'm saying? Say, we've talked about this show all the time. We talk about the church is not doing what the church is supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be going to church, and that's the only time that you get, you know, that's the only time you get the word. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be... You should be it's a daily thing. You should be the one who goes to church and just giving out, giving out. Yeah. You know, you should just be, you should already be ready, throwing your tambourine, doing whatever you need to do when <laughs> you walk in, when you walking in the door. You know, you, you don't have to wait for the invitation. You shouldn't have to wait for the altar call. Yeah. You, you should be already overflowing so much when you go into the church that people take notice. Yeah. I've started this thing and sometimes I, I mess up and don't do it, but Bible, no Bible. No, 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 sorry. No breakfast before Bible. No Bible, no breakfast. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I said it wrong. No Bible, no breakfast. That's it. And, you know, I, I uh, try to listen to it on my way to work or whatever. That way, you know, I can eat at work and stuff like that. Just try to get the word in before breakfast because that's the kind of breakfast you need is the word. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. You need that. Where the, where the physical body is weak, where the flesh is weak, yeah. the spirit is willing. And most of the time, you know, I catch myself. I wake up just in time to get ready for work and head out. Of course. And like, Wherever the enemy can slap. You know, Tony says this, and this is so true. The enemy doesn't have to make you sin. Uh-huh. He just got to ma- make you manage your time poorly. You just make you, you distracted. Busy. Distracted. Yeah. You know, if he can just take you out of that word, he knows that you're going to have a bad day. Right? Yeah. So, like, if he can just get you in your head or just... He doesn't have to make you sin. Mm-hmm. He... He can just slip in wherever he's going to slip in. It's it's a daily battle for me to wake up on time to get to do what I need to do that morning. You know, I, one day I'm going to write a paper. <laughs> you know what? One day I'm going to write a book. One day I'm going to write a book on how not to do things. How <laughs> not? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, two hundred and seventy six ways not to do things in life. Yeah. And you know, this is going back to sharing your faith. I guess my biggest like ministry. Besides this, you know, is my workplace. Right. And uh, I share my faith like almost maybe every single day I go to work by the way I act, by what I say, by what I do. You know what I'm saying? But you remember also, I want to say this. I want to point this out. Do you remember <clears throat> um, we were talking about negative emails that we received? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you receive one negative email or you 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 see one negative thing in your life yeah, and it undoes 10 positive things that you've done in your life. Right. And and I, and I, how how much you focus on that one negative, but I've seen a study that, you know, like on YouTube comments, Mm -hmm. right. For every negative one comment, it takes 10 in its place for before you balance it out to forget the negative connotation that you received on that comment. Yeah. So it see it's it feels like we're doing the same repetitive thing over and over and over and over again. And then it's like you feel like you're getting ahead, getting ahead, and then all of a sudden one person just says no or doesn't want to hear it or, you know And that that's all you focus on. That's right. all you see. Right. Yeah. So, 
and it's hard it's, it's easy to get into that rut and it's hard to get out of it you know like if you keep focusing on it but the the key here is that when you get down to get back up yeah and uh, it is no it is no secret that ron and i started the show to help spread the word yeah because both of us struggled with spreading the word so this is our way one of our ways to spread god's word and share our faith one one thing that i've noticed that helps me um get out of my shell and spread more is by doing it the more the more you do it the easier it gets so is it easier for you to spread the word with somebody who's a complete stranger or somebody who you know honestly it really depends um if I'm close with that person and I'm comfortable talking with them about it, you know, it's it's easier for me to do it that way. So for me, it's easier to com- do complete strangers. I see both sides of the coin, yeah, because you, you're never going to see that person again they, that you know of anyway. They can judge you all you want. Because uh, like, it doesn't matter, yeah. But the thing is, the people you know, the closest ones, yeah. they knew I was a hoodlum. They knew <laughs> the pre-Jesus story. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So for me, it's like... Do they remember all those things I said? Well, I, yeah. I see that as a testimony, which they can... They can throw that against you, but that's not you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But for me, it's more difficult because I'm like, I don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. But like with a stranger, it's like, meh, who cares? (laughs) They're never going to see me again, maybe, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but I will say this has happened to me more times than it hasn't happened to me. So I'm beginning to think this is, you know, the way, you know, it's amazing. God puts somebody in your life and you're like, oh, this person will never see me again. And then they show up to men's encounter. They yeah. show up. You, then you then see, they're a big part of your life. They're a huge part of your life, right? And it's yeah. like, if you wouldn't have taken that step, this, again, this has happened to me so many times. It's so numerous. I can't even count anymore. Where I'm like, I'm just going to talk to this random stranger. I ain't going to see him ever again. I don't care what they think. Yeah. And then they start coming to church or they start, you know, it's like, wait a second. It's I like, know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people I, I see in the grocery store. And I'll see them there. I'll get to know them at the, from the grocery store. You know, the next thing you know, they're coming to church. They go to the men's encounter. Like Michael Borden, he's an example. I see him all the time in the grocery store. And, and now he comes to church with us. He goes to the men's encounter. And uh, who else? Uh, so Jay Ewan was that for me. He was? Like, so like when I, Jay was a hoodlum. Okay. Jay, yeah. and, and like, we love you, Jay. But Jay was like an addict, a dealer. Yeah. He was like, you know, in the rough crowds, right? And I, I felt this. I was like, I'm just going to reach out to this person. And I was with Jordan when this happened. So, you, of course, you know, <laughs> like, you know and I was yeah. like, I will never see this person ever again. Like, and, you know, I grew up in the same town and we had crossed paths in the past, you know, but I knew of him, but I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know him. Yeah. Right. And sure enough, Jordan and I like pray with him. And now he's going to men's encounter, going to church, you know. So it was like I, yeah. I told myself, I'm never going to see this man again. And and he's he's had worship at his house a few times. I've been over there once for Friday night worship or something. So yeah, so it, God may be sticking somebody in your life who's a lifelong friend because I'll tell you right now, yeah. Jay is a huge lifelong friend of mine. Yeah, you know, it, it's like Isaiah with me because we went to school together. Isaiah is Corey's brother, by the way. We went to school together, and next thing I know, I can't remember why or how. But after work one night, this is like nine o'clock, he showed up at Big Star. We sat in my car and talked for like an hour or so. And then, you know, we rode around for a little bit. And now he comes to church with us. And he's actually going to Africa next week. Yes. He on is a mission trip. On the so, 21st, y'all... next Monday, yeah. a uh, week from today. Y'all pray for him. He is going to Zambia, Africa. Yeah. And he's going to 
he's going on beast mode on missionary training. So, Ryan, how long is he staying there? Uh, so I don't really understand the whole timeline. So <laughs> I'm thinking I, a couple months. So I think it's like three weeks. Then he comes back for three weeks, and then he leaves for like six months or a year. I, I don't really know. The, I don't understand the whole rotation. But I do know there is a rotation. There is one. We don't know what it is though, <laughs> yeah, but there is one. Yeah, we do know. I don't know what the rotation is, but yeah. he there there's he's going to missionary training school. So. I am pouring sweat right yeah. now. This is let me it, tell you where the, the spirit <laughs> is strong. The flesh is weak, <laughs> and my flesh is feeling weak. <laughs> it's like a literally maybe a hundred degrees in this studio right now. So it was ninety six when we turned on the air. So when then we turned off the air, I was surprised. I think it's coming on up. Yeah. So. But uh, I do want to say, and I want to brag on the encounter for this, because I've experienced this again. You know, it's amazing that you, you meet these people that you've never met before, mm-hmm. right? And you spend the whole weekend with them. And then when it's all finished, they're closer than your brother. Yeah. They, it feels like you've known these people for a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't tell you how many people... And um, if anyone knows me and they want to see it, I have a huge portrait of all the encounter people I've ever been in touch with, right? It's a huge, there's hundreds of people on this, on this portrait. Um, But, you know, it's amazing. I feel like I could call on them. They're closer to me than my actual biological brother. Yeah. Like, you know, again, I feel like I know these people from a whole lifetime. And once you, you share your deepest, darkest, you share your the things that you've never shared with anybody else, the experiences you experienced, and they tell you, I've experienced that too. You, there's a bond that's... that's Yeah. You know, e- even people that you know and are close with and you go in with them, you'll leave out closer. Close, yeah. yeah. You, come in, you come in and you think you know somebody and then you leave and you're like... I really know this person. I now. really know. And I would trust my life. I would trust... You know, there's, there's people I would call that are from Encounter before I would call any other people. Yeah. You know, because I... I know they would drop everything they were doing and they'd be right there to help mm-hmm. me. But um, we want to hear from our audience because the emails have been kind of dying down, the the comments. I want to hear... The engagement overall has been dying down a little bit. We uh, encourage you to share this on Facebook. We don't get many shares on Facebook. We used to get a lot. <laughs> For a while we did, but... But I want to hear from our audience. Yeah. Give us some creative ideas or things that you've witnessed or things that you've done yourself, how have you shared your faith? Yeah. Uh, have you shared it, you know, via a podcast like we're doing it? Have you shared it by your actions? Uh, you, you can even use social media. I've used social media to share my faith before. I I do like to use social media, but, you know, I do not like when I see these posts <laughs> that are kind of shaming the ministry. And it's like, I'd rather be, you know, and my mouthful of lies and scripture every day and not living it. It's like, I don't really know why you're posting that on Facebook. I don't really know why you're tearing down the entire faith because of somebody's actions. Yeah. I don't think somebody's actions, one person's actions, warrant a whole degrading of the Christianity and the walk of faith and the, the walk of Jesus Christ. And to me, it speaks volumes about your faith if you're the one posting that, you know, like, yeah. I, again, we are to hold sinners accountable who are found. We are to hold fellow Christians accountable. But we're not anybody's judge, you know, so mm-hmm. I see I see that often, and it, and it, it makes me disheartened because 
it's like it kind of it's like we win one step and then we're three steps back you know and it's like we constantly take flack in the ministry we take flack for that because of one person's actions one person tries to ruin it for everybody but see that's where the enemy tries to get in like like i said he's just gonna try to slip in right where he can get in you know it doesn't matter and here's the thing the enemy is gonna lie the enemy is gonna tell you oh you ain't got no testimony oh these people don't want to be prayed for these people are fine these people got boats they got cars they, you know they, they they put all these thoughts in your head you know another one is you know what does everyone else think whenever they see you share your faith how do you overcome that insecurity and that anxiety of that What's something that you've done to overcome that? So for me, I've learned that facing the problem head on in the most uncomfortable positions is my most comfortable position. You get you get um, I comfortable like, being uncomfortable. Right. I yeah. like uncomfortable situations now. It's tough. Which I, I know that's not for everybody, but practice makes good. Practice makes good. Yeah. But, uh, and there's a verse, um, it says something about... The fear of man. Let me pull it up. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Paul says it. I do know, and I, you've heard, you've quoted on this on this show before. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hold up. Here's one right here. It's Matthew ten twenty eight. It says, "And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell." That's one, you know, don't fear man. They can't do they can't do anything to your soul. But God, you know, he can kill you and send you to hell. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love that verse, and I, this, is, I, this is a paraphrase. I want to be 100% yeah. clear. This is a paraphrase. But this is Paul again. And Paul says, whether I make my bed in hell, I will know you always be with me. And I love that verse because that is such a confidence that he yeah. don't care where he is. He God don't care. is always with him. He don't care who he's talking to. He don't care. He makes his bed in hell. God's always going to be there with beside him. This this right here is the verse I was looking for. Galatians 1.10. Or am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So There's hundreds of verses like yeah, that in the scripture, though. Don't fear man, because if you're fearing man, you can't. You're not going to serve God. You can't serve both man and God. Fear is not of the Holy Spirit. No, it's not. That, that should be a red flag. Yeah. If you are brought to fear, that's not of the that's Holy the Spirit. That's the devil trying to hold you back from sharing your faith Because with he knows. He knows what happens when one seed is planted. Yeah. This is the rule of multiplication. I guarantee you. I yeah. guarantee you. Test me. Test Corey on this. Test me on my theory. Okay. You go out and you share your word and you bring that person to Christ. They're going to go out and share. Yes, yes they're going and, to share their, what you, God did for them through you. It's, and it's going to spread like wildfire. It's going to be an exponential growth instead of a linear growth. Ask me how yeah. I know. Because last yes. February, yeah. last February, I went through Encounter. We've tested this in our own lives. I've seen it through my life. And now I have an entire board full of pictures yeah. of people who've got to go through Encounter and have got to be my participant or got to be touched by... God using me some way. You know, it's not just that. It's our our friend groups have grown too because we'll share with our friends and they'll share and they'll share. You know what I'm saying? It's perpetual. Yeah. yeah. That is one of the few things that is perpetual. You know, if God lays it on your heart to share with somebody, go and share because you don't know how could, that could affect their life and how many people they can affect through that too. 
that changes lineages. Yes. That changes generational yeah. influences. That changes curses. That changes. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Albert Einstein's father killed himself? Take that. We wouldn't some. have a lot of the stuff we have now. Imagine if Thomas Edison's father killed himself before he had Thomas Edison. Now I've heard. I've heard uh, these people took credit for things they didn't do too. Okay, and, and so, well, but you know, I see, I see your point. <laughs> I see your point. Yeah, and I'm not saying we should worship the ground these people walk on, but these people were brilliant. They yes. changed the face of the earth. Yeah, love them or hate them, they changed the face of the earth. Yeah, go go ahead. I was just gonna say, you don't know what people are going through. Yeah, everyone <laughs> may have that look. Everyone, there, there's there's three people. Every single person is. There's the person that they are on the outside. There's the person they are um, with, you know, their friends and their family. And there's the person they are with God, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what those people are facing. You don't yeah. know the demons they're fighting. You don't know the struggles that they're going. I can't tell you how many people I've witnessed, I've talked to, that are on the verge of killing themselves, or on the verge of ODing, on the verge of giving up on life, walking away from Christianity. And somebody just saying, hey, can I pray for you? Can I give you a hug? You know what a yeah. hug does for yeah. somebody? Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, crazy. All you, you, have, to do, have. All you have to do is show them love. Right. You know, Christ loved through you, and that's it. That's sharing your faith with them is showing them the love. You don't have to give them a doctorate degree in Bible. It, no. you, you don't have to give them a whole essay about um, this, summarizing. This is the Old Testament. These are the problems. You don't have to do that. No, just, just share share love. And share what God has done yeah. through you. Yeah, and that that's sharing your faith. That's the basics of it right there. That, I think that's the only thing of it. Yeah. At the, that's at the core. I think that's all you have to do. That's all. That's that's it. Now, this can be done through your words or, or through your actions or both. Yeah. But I think people overcomplicate it so much that they, they believe, oh, I got to be well-versed in the Bible. Oh, I got to be a preacher. Oh, I got to. You don't have to do that. No, not at all. God showed you love. You show somebody else love, and yeah, I promise definitely. you, I promise you, your investment will not come up vain. Yeah. I promise you, you will get more out of that transaction than you put into it. I promise you. Yeah. Put me to the You're test. You're storing your treasures in heaven. I, yeah. Put me to the test. See if you don't get more friends. See if you don't get more brothers and sisters in Christ. See if you don't get people who are closer to you than brothers. Yeah. See if you don't get that reciprocated to you. S- test me. Find out, find <laughs> yeah. out for yourself. Yeah, a lot of the friends I've made, um, just an example, Nick. I see him closer than family, honestly. I mean, family. Uh, if you guys knew the Corey family, it's dysfunctional at best. <laughs> at best. At best. On a good day. On a good day, it's yeah. dysfunctional. So there's a lot of people who I depend on in my life that are not quote unquote family. That they help me get through stuff. They help me understand, and they're a, they're objective because they're not the they're not biased because they're family. They're not you know they're they know the facts and they know when to tell me when I'm wrong. They yeah. know when to they don't sugarcoat anything. You need to find people. I mean, and even sharing your faith, you know, with people. Like Corey's saying you you'll build family around it. You know, you'll get in a community and even. Go to church somewhere and find a community, a loving community that will be objective with you. Or is it subjective? It's objective, objective right? Objective, yeah. yeah. And they'll share the truth and then let them know the real you. 
I'm going to tell you something, and this is this is a part of my testimony, but I'm going to I'm going to share this. So my mother abandoned us. Well, through substance abuse and in the system, mm-hmm. she abandoned us, right? And I and and I've spoken on the show. I've forgiven my mother, and I think she made the best decision what she could make. She was a young mother. She knew it was unexperienced. There was a lot of situations that were out of her control. Yeah. Okay. In response, my dad was a single dad for some time of my childhood. Now, he he got to marry my stepmother, and, and she was such a blessing. But at some point, my father was a single dad, right? And my father was not a very—he's gotten a lot better, but he was not very affectionate as a child, right? So he— When you were a child. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, he has since went to encounter, and we have one of the best— flourishing relationships to this date yeah but he's a funny dude but prior to that my father didn't say i love you my father didn't give me hugs right my my father was one of those i told you i loved you 20 years ago if it why changes, do i gotta say it again yeah, <laughs> if it changes i'll let you know <laughs> yeah right yeah. so he was one of that but um for me that made me very hard it made me a very hardened man it made me put a sh- uh, protective shield around my heart and I wouldn't wear my feelings on my sleeve. You know, I didn't cry. I didn't mm-hmm. show emotion. I had two emotions. It was either angry or, you know, I either was afraid of it or I was mad at it. That was my two emotions, you yeah. know. So I was always very, um, you know, like in the military, I was very masculine. I was very, oh, oh, I'm a man, you know. And no one would ever show me love, right? And I can tell you the first time I went to encounter and had a man grab me up and say, Corey, I love you. This is not perverted. This is the God's love. And I felt the tangible love. It broke me. It absolutely shattered me. And just think if y'all would share your faith, you know, I'm not saying y'all aren't, but this, this could happen through y'all sharing your faith. Somebody could have gone through similar situations that Corey has and that could break them, you know, and that could open their heart to the love of God. Right. So, I mean, in that weekend, I cried more than I'd cried my entire life. And and we were joking at the end of it because I said I was crying for lost time. I had had to cry till I cried. I couldn't cry no more. There was no more tears in my tear ducts. They they encounter, they sell shirts called, uh, on the back of it, it says, He-Man Crybaby Club. Or something similar to that. So, yeah, showing you never know what showing love will do for somebody. Yeah, for real. But this has been Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. We'll see you next time.